Say words. Um. <laughs> words. <laughs> All the words. Yeah. Here's some more words for you, bud. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you for giving me your words. A man is a man is nothing if not his word. And boy, boy, are you a man. Boy, Men are just made of words. <laughs> Men are 90% made up biologically of, of nothing but words. Not good words either. No, yeah, they're all pretty pretty bad words. They're rough, <laughs> rough words. They're not, not the choicest words that you would choose. Choicest that you would choose? That's redundant. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you know what else you'll like. The Savage Land. Welcome, 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 one and all, back to the Savage Land. I'm Jason. I'm Rachel. And I'm Matt. Oh, and today we're finally back as it as is a regular occurrence that we'll just drop off the map for three weeks and then we'll come back with another episode and and today we're doing that once more uh <laughs> we're, we're good at this we're really yeah. good at this regular schedules thing it's crazy that like we could hit a weekly schedule pretty much without fail for like you know three years or so uh and then suddenly just be like why how do you how do you podcast <laughs> we don't know how to do it anymore apparently don't, i don't yeah, know if it's that we, i think it's more like oh wait hold on there's life yeah, yeah i think life got us all yeah at the same life time gets us all in the end yeah yeah fucking it's an endless swirl of 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 things yep yep <laughs> i was trying to like think of a term while i was talking i was like wait a minute i can't think of anything right now okay uh, uh yeah yeah well shit what's what's been going on with uh with you guys what's how's things over in the uh over in the utah land it's fine utah's fine it's been we're all fine we're, here we're all fine here. how are you <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's been going on there it's been it's been really it's been really uh uh smoky is it smoky down there you guys have a lot of fires um i mean yeah uh, fires are kind of like a constant uh in the los angeles region um yeah and so I, i'm i'm not like i i don't notice i don't notice any time when it's like particularly more fiery because it feels like it's always just kind of fiery um uh-huh. but yeah i i is utah like full of fires right now are you guys burning yeah it, yeah it's been it's been pretty consistent for the past two months oof that's a little rough yeah that's not that exciting of a news topic here for me to be talking no. about. But, well, I don't <laughs> Let's know. talk about fire. We're on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, we uh, we appreciate all the listeners tuning in for episode 160, uh, 164 is this episode. Um, and we do actually, we've got a, a couple of interviews that will be going up uh, on this feed here in the next few weeks. Um, so that'll also that'll also keep keep people fed a little bit. Keep these little birdies mouth fed from so hungry. the mouth of us. They're so hungry and thirsty. There's, we got some thirsty yeah. listeners. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you want to pour some ketchup on their appetizers? Let's pour some ketchup all over all over the appetizers. To quench their thirst. To quench their thirst. 
ketchup. ketchup. Hey, hey there, hey there, sir. I see you're you're really exhausted from walking through that desert. I know it'll help you out. Let me just let me just pour this Heinz right down your gullet. Yeah, it's just this tall, thick glass of ketchup. Sure, that'll That's so gross. <laughs> sure, that'll make you make you right and ready after weathering that desert storm. Is that Vietnam? What was desert storm? Desert storm was Iraq. Iraq. Oh yeah. That's that how one. you know Jason was born in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's yep. Was Desert uh, Storm on that tropical area of the world? <laughs> no, Jason, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not great with history. I knew it, like, I kind of knew that Vietnam wasn't a, Ge- a desert. Geography. But, like, <laughs> but, like, I. I wasn't as a geography because landscapes. Um, I kind of knew yeah. that that Vietnam wasn't a desert, but there was a little part of me that was like, "Well, maybe it is a desert." How much do I know about Vietnam? Um, turns out, not tons. So yeah, yeah, that's a fun fun fact of the day about me. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, who wants to Who wants to start off with the ketchup? Uh, I might as well ju- jump in. I watched jump uh, in. Disenchanted, Matt Groening's new Disenchanted show. I have you mean also Disenchantment. Been watching that. Disenchantment. Thank you. I, th- I think Disenchanted would be a way better title. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, How is it? I like I, it. I, I, yeah, I had I a friend who good. who worked on it, and I felt bad for not watching it, and I still feel bad for not watching it. How dare you have not watched it? It, yeah, it kind of takes a minute uh-huh. to get into it. Agreed, but. Once you do it, it was hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty good. It, it took a while <laughs> for me to laugh, but I don't. I didn't think it was like the same caliber of. It's you know this is here's the problem with it. Everybody's comparing it to Futurama, right? Yeah, and The Simpsons. Um, and it's definitely not the same caliber of jokes that Futurama has, but no, it's a good story. I like the characters. Oh. It's yeah, fun. Yeah. Is it? It kind of does a, seem like a little bit of like a comedy D and D adventure. Is that how it comes off or no? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. That. Uh, okay. No, I don't know. I mean, I don't have much to say about it. It's it, there's thing, there's things that could be tuned up with it, but it's overall pretty good, fun to watch. Yeah. And the main it's not bad. The main cast is like it's a a princess, an elf, and something else. What is it? A demon. A demon. A demon. And, and I what's, love him. <laughs> what's like? What's like the goal? What are they? What are they trying to do? Uh, uh, she doesn't want to get married, and she wants to go live her own life and make her own choices. Mm. And she gets cursed by two wizards to have this demon follow her around. And the elf doesn't want to be happy anymore, so he wants to go out into the real world. And they all find each other. Got it. Got it. Got it. That's pretty decent. That's good. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. It's got uh, Eric Andre as the demon and a bunch of other characters. I'm always down with yeah. Eric Andre. Yeah. Did yeah. you guys? Did you guys ever watch the Eric Andre show? Well, you you were like freaking out about it, and I think I watched yeah. a clip, and I was like, "This is so dumb." Yeah. Same I, thing <laughs> happened to me. But then I ended up watching a whole bunch of them, and I and I I, I think I realized the brilliance of that show now. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't sit through it. I'm sorry. It's a tough show. The first couple times I watched it, uh, I was like, oh, I can't, I can't do this. But then, uh, then it, then it Stockholm syndrome to me into thinking that it was brilliant. 
<laughs> so I, I remember it was like when I first moved to LA, like I, I binged every episode of that show in like two or three weeks and it really fucked with my headspace for a while. Like I was, yeah, yeah. I was a weird human for a little bit. Just like that. You take in that many hours of that type of content and I think it messes with you a bit. Yeah, that's but, fair. I don't know. What else? What else you been up to? Uh, old, old Matthew, old, old Matt River. What else have I been up to? Get it. Old Matt River. Kind of like old Matt oh, River. I get it. Mm-hmm. Old Matt River. Um, man, not much. I, you know, I haven't really, I've been like, it's been like a whirlwind of like weddings and I've had family in town for the past two weeks and it's just like, you ain't got time to have me time. Dude, tell, Um, just tell us about all the weddings, you know, let's, let's, let's go through each one and let's rank them and let's also rank the the brides and grooms. Rank weddings. Just going to pass on that. (laughs) That's going to be my new Uh, podcast. Let's rank weddings. Let's rank weddings. I would totally do that. Four stars. (laughs) The shrimp scampi was gross. (laughs) Jenny Uh, is definitely settling for Greg. (laughs) Um, at the end you give it like an estimate of how many years it lasts yep oh yeah yeah, there you go that'd be a good podcast yeah it's Um, also a great way to end friendships if anyone out there wants to end some friendships start a (laughs) podcast ranking your friends weddings yeah yeah they won't mind they'll like they'll appreciate it yeah they'll like it they'll like the exposure (laughs) yeah 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 people tend to really love people uh criticizing minute details of their life especially romantically yeah, that's exactly why I'm not having a wedding. <laughs> I, I read that book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, and I think that was chapter three, start a podcast about your friends' weddings. So keep that yeah. one in mind. I will. I'm not going to do that, though. Oh, well. Rank my friends' weddings. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> um, no, so in, you know, in lieu of actually having had time to do the stuff that this podcast was originally created for. <laughs> this this shapeless ever evolving podcast that's just more of an amoeba at this point. Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh uh you know, I pl- we got a new game. Oh, what's the game? It's called Spirit Island. You guys have played Settlers of Catan or are aware of it? Yes. Oh yeah. Uh there's a lot of games out there that are that are you are the colonizer and you have to like Build your infrastructure, right? Huh, and it's like, like being America. Right, exactly. So this game is the opposite. You are, you play uh, these island spirits that have to get rid of the colonizers. Ooh. Um, and it's actually really cool. It's pretty complicated. There's a, it's a pretty dynamic game. Um, we've only played it once, and it, was, it took about two and a half hours to get the rules down. Nice. Uh, and then another two plus to play, um, even better. But I like that idea a lot. I like the idea of like, you know, instead of every game being like, let's just take over the world. <laughs> you have to. You're you're the world, and you have to fight back. Hell yeah! Let's and be the, the dudes, world. Like that song. The, the be the be the world. Yeah, isn't there that one song that like all those artists did or something? Or is it We Are the World? We, we are, are the, world. the world. Oh well, we are we are the future. We are the future. There you go. There's um, Michael Jackson there, bud. Yeah, that's um, the same thing. Anyway, yeah, the little <laughs> dudes look like little 
conquistadors and stuff. So, ah, cool. I like a, I like a good conquistador. Mm. Yeah. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition references. No, I get it, but that's not quite the same thing. But it's, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a Spanish word. The Spanish Inquisition didn't just show up in South America like hello. Yeah. <laughs> Well, nobody expected it. Nobody would have expected it, though. That's true. <laughs> uh, Let's find more gaps in Jason's history knowledge. <laughs> doesn't seem like it's too hard. Yeah. Uh, Literally name anything. <laughs> Did it happen before 2005? <laughs> <laughs> There's the gap. There's the gap. There it is. <laughs> we found it. <laughs> oh man, Big Bang to 2005. Jason's gap. <laughs> it's like calling a plumber to like fix your toilet, and him walking into the bathroom, and there's not a fucking toilet there. It's like, oh well, there's your problem. Like that's why you can't flush your shit. <laughs> um. Uh. No. So I've been. So we did that. Played that fun game. Um, I watched some a couple movies just kind of off and on just for for funsies. Oh, you Ooh. know what we watched? It's that new movie. It's about the Russian death of Stalin. It's called Death of Stalin, maybe? Oh, yeah. It's based on a comic. There we go. That's that's yeah, that's related to the there show. There we go. With Steve Buscemi and... Yeah, I've really wanted to watch that, actually. How was it? It's a great movie. It's very funny. It went so uh, under the radar. Oh, it totally did. I mean, we just happened upon it. We're like, Death of Stalin, what's that? And watch the trailer, and we're like, oh my god, that's really funny. It uh, looked great. We, yeah, the trailer looked awesome. And then we watched the movie, and it was very funny. It's, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's not like laugh the whole time funny, mm-hmm. but it's just a really clean, good movie. I don't know. I, I would absolutely say. Was it really based on a comic? I did not know that. Yeah, it's based on like a Russian graphic novel. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but they made it funnier. Or was the um, Russian graphic novel comedy as well? I've heard. I've heard. I think it's a comedy as well. Yeah, because I think oh, it was. Okay. I think it also had like a kind of funny, cute, little witty title to it um, originally. Mm-hmm. But it's good because it's it is that uh, it'll help you fill your history gap because it's historically <laughs> accurate the sequence of events that go that happen in the movie mm-hmm. for the most part. Uh, Wasn't like Jason Isaacs in that or something, or is there just a guy that looks like him? I don't know who that is. The guy who played Malfoy's dad, or is it? What's his name? Something Isaacs. Don't know who that no. is. Yeah, Jason Isaacs. Jason. Yeah, he, Isaacs, you're gonna lose. Yeah. You're gonna lose me with Harry Potter things. I don't. I don't know. He was well, also I mean, in Lord of the Rings. He was. Yeah, he's, he's a big actor. He's he does I stuff. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I figured you probably wouldn't, but I would throw that out there anyways. Because I don't know actors so well. Yeah. Um. Cool. I I really I really want to check that one out. Was it? Was it like on Netflix or something? I think we rented it on Amazon. Oh, gotcha. Hmm. Uh, yeah, there you I'll go. Check so it out. I did it. I got one. Good job, Matt. You tie you tied it all <laughs> in. It all comes oh. back in the end. <laughs> uh, the other thing I did is I I built some Lego kits. What really? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. What kind of what kind of kits? Uh, Star Wars ships. Fuck yeah. Which which ones? I built. Krennix Imperial Shuttle. Cool. cool. And I built the ATM6 Walker. I think I mentioned this the other time on the podcast. ATM6. I'll bring it up again. Which one is that? The uh, one from Rogue the, One. That's the one from Last Jedi. The the Walkers from Last Jedi. Oh, uh, the really menacing looking ones. 
they look like, kind of like gorillas. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, bop, bop. Yeah. And then uh, Y wing. Y wing. Cool. The worst. The worst wing. It's the worst wing, but. No, it actually is. I like that ship. I like the design of the Y wing. I feel like it's underutilized, though. Yeah, I'm not a huge Y wing fan, but it it was it was it was it was a thing they had. Was this so? Were these <laughs> just kits that you decided to buy for yourself, or was was there a bigger yeah, scheme going totally. on here? No bigger scheme. Just I find it to be very relaxing. So that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. Cap and I, I wish I will just go buy a Lego set and build it together. Actually, last night Fuck I went yeah. through and I and I took them all apart. <gasps> I've forbidden him from doing that because that's what he would do. You're yeah, like well, Will Ferrell in the Lego movie. But intentionally, Cap is like the kid. now I have the now I get the opportunity to do them all again, and that's most of the. We'll we'll just buy more. I'm okay with buying more. <laughs> I don't want to build the. We have the Millennium Falcon, and that took twelve hours or longer oh, and i'm not doing it again do it again no i want a star destroyer yeah. the star destroyer is a pretty don't cool. be will ferrell that's what i want don't be will he can ferrell play with him. yeah he can play with him jason i just don't want him okay. to take him apart <laughs> rachel's, rachel's rachel's just got a little bottle of craggle <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's 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 uh, that sounds like a good place to stop trying to think of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Rachel, uh, what's 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 you got going on? Um, I've been reading a new book series called the All Souls Trilogy, and I'm on book two. Um, All Souls Trilogy. All Souls. All what's Souls. That? Well. You may have heard of the first one because it's becoming a BBC TV show. It's called The Discovery of Witches. Mm-hmm. I've heard of that. So what it's about is this witch doesn't want to be a witch. She's denied her whole heritage and powers. Oh, shit. And she unlocks a manuscript with her magic because she's supposed to be one of the most powerful witches that she didn't know she was. Mm-hmm. Which causes a whole bunch of vampires and demons and witches to come after her. What what kind of demons? Just human demons, kind of supernatural demons. The TV show Supernatural. The TV show Supernatural. Their their version of demons, where they're just people. Ah, okay. Oh, they're just normal people. But they're born. They can be born from anybody. Okay. Oh, so it's it's like um. It's it's like uh, like in Baby Teeth, where the lady just is like suddenly pregnant with the Antichrist. Yeah, got it. You can Except just, you know, it can randomly happen where your baby's a demon. Hell yeah! <laughs> some some babies some babies are are born gay. Some babies you know are born like really talented <laughs> at music. Some babies are born demons. You know, it's just yeah, it's, it, it happens. just happens. Makes so, sense. What what I think is really cool about it, and I've been just blowing through it, is how historically accurate it is because the main character is a historian the woman that wrote it is a legit professor of history and there's a lot of science behind how all these creatures are created a lot of history in this episode of the savage land continue yeah 
history is awesome <laughs> and history so she is knows awesome. she knows what she's talking about and the science stuff is really detailed because the vampire is a scientist mm-hmm. trying to figure out where they all come from and there is time travel as well so mm. it's just got everything i love time travel vampires yeah it's that's history. that's a that's a rachel fucking that's a Rachel's toodaloo. It is. <laughs> <laughs> There's some some words just aren't hitting my brain today. Yeah, yeah. Toodaloo. It's, it's it's working for you, but it's not making much sense. Yeah. <laughs> I just I don't know what's happening to me. <laughs> I think we're He's all just losing it. Trying to <laughs> think of things is what we're doing. He's trying. He's trying. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been reading that. I highly recommend it if you like vampires and witches and history. Hell yeah. It's not, it's not stupid vampires. Let me just don't, throw it out there. Don't <laughs> let Jason read it because he'll just tr- put that, he'll just think, he'll just add that to his gaps in history and it'll just get really even more fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You There's... guys, did you know there were vampires like 60 years ago? <laughs> Remember that time with vampires in the world? That was weird. Why don't we talk about yeah. that anymore? Did you know that people can just give birth to demons? Yeah, what happened like, to those what, guys? What? Happens all the time. Is yeah. That how, did they get rid of those in Desert Storm? <laughs> <laughs> when they went to Vietnam? When they yeah, went to Vietnam that's where they Storm. eradicated all the demons. Was that Am I a demon? Cold War on the moon? <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember when the X-Men saved us from the Cuban Missile Crisis? That's crazy. It's fucking nuts. Crazy that Magneto killed <laughs> Magneto killed Kennedy and also saved us from the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah, yeah, that totally happened. Real turn of events. Yeah. What's oh, <sighs> that? Um, I have like two more things, but I don't know if I want to talk about all of them. Wow. Sh- oh. Should I just do it? I, I mean, <laughs> this is like the floor is yours. <laughs> <laughs> It's really just whatever well, whatever you feel, man. It's really, I mean, uh, you, you can, yeah. you, can you, you, you can go wherever you want, right? All right, I'll briefly mention just because I think there are some gamers that actually listen to me. Okay, uh, I've been playing Octopath Traveler. Octopath Traveler, which is on the Nintendo Switch. Okay, wait. So, do you travel eight paths simultaneously, or do you have to like at one point or another travel eight paths total? Oh God, what if it was a game where you, it was like you had to control eight characters <laughs> at the same time? There's eight narratives. It's not conflicting. at the same time. So you have eight people to choose from, and they each do a different thing. They each have a different story. Uh-huh. So you pick your person, and then as you go through the story you can find the other characters and mm. they will join your party. Okay. And it it is a Japanese RPG. So it's like Sensei anyone. the game. People keep saying that. <laughs> I hate that show, so I don't want to compare it to that at all. Ah. So it's like <laughs> Babylon 5 Because the they're game. not like... They all don't have like the same thing going on. They're all separate people. Babylon 5. <laughs> So as, yeah, there's Babylon Five with eight people. As as somebody who hasn't really watched Sense Eight or Babylon Five, but knows JMS is involved in both, are they similar? Are they the same thing? What? I have no idea. What <laughs> Babylon Five and Sense Eight are they? How similar are they? Oh, oh God, damn. Sense Eight. 
Yeah. I thought you were saying some weird. I thought you were referencing some anime. Sensei. <laughs> well, it's Sense it's supposed to be eight. like pronounced sensei, isn't it? Yeah, sensei. Because it's like yeah. sensation. <laughs> Why did I even bring this up? <laughs> I'm regretting all my choices right anyway, now. So Octopath. Any, anyway, My question goes unanswered, but Octopath. <sighs> um. So I bring it up only because people that have been fans of Bravely Default or the original Final Fantasy series, this is the original team that worked on those games oh. so it's a classic rpg that if you're a fan of that you'll love this how does it compare to those others that you mentioned um i don't know yet a likely still, story still going through it but it uh it is it is getting very favorable reviews on a quick google search so i can look and see what the game looks like yeah Ooh. it's been like the number one selling game for a while that's cool oh it's got really like it's it's got like fire emblem art it looks like looks very fire emblemy in its artwork You're, yeah cool. well, so it, most japanese games look like fire sense. emblem which i also <laughs> love fire emblem so fun fact so, most japanese games are fire emblem no they look like fire they emblem. are fire, fire emblem, emblem is a tactical game though this is not tactical oh, i do love fire emblem <laughs> uh, oh my god Still regretting my choice here. <laughs> and I might regret the oh. next one. <laughs> oh my god, now you have to do it. Yeah. So I've been watching BuzzFeed Unsolved. BuzzFeed Unsolved. <laughs> so BuzzFeed has Is this like a true crime uh, thing? Well, they do a true crime and then they do a supernatural. Oh. So so here, here's why I'm going to Supernatural gonna sit, Unsolved I'm, Mysteries sounds like the most ridiculous thing. It is beyond ridiculous. Like, I, and I can't stop watching it. I finished all of them. But here's, the, here's the top five times a wizard murdered a homeless man. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm so distracted right now because there's sign language going on in front of me. What? Uh, <laughs> where where are you guys? Are you at like a deaf convention or something? Yeah, that that's where we are. Oh, cool. No, Matt and Jenica were having trying to have a <laughs> quiet conversation, and it was just very distracting. <laughs> Live from DefCon 2018 is the Savage Land. That that's that's not what that means. Oh shit! Yeah, that's not that's a, that's already a thing, huh? Yeah, that. That's another gap in your history. <laughs> I don't know what DEFCON means. Um, I am actually curious. Okay, yep, there's not. Wait, nope. Yeah, there's not actually. Hold on. What? There is, there is a DEFCON. Is there? Yeah, there is like a, a. convention? Yep, yep, there is a convention and, for and deaf not, people. And not, not the the warning danger yeah. levels so there's there's a there's a defcon that's a convention for deaf people and then there's also a defcon which is a convention for hacking and then there's also defcon oh. the military term is there a death con probably i'm sure there's a death con and it's like for goth goth people to just be yeah. like hey let's let's wear creepy clothes <laughs> <laughs> yep cuz that's 
that's what they say every day. Yeah. Like, hey, fellas, <laughs> let's wear creepy clothes. Nothing against goth people. I actually do. I do. I do think that many goth people have really cool fashion senses. Um, I could do without the pants with zippers and chains, but other than that, I'm, I'm good. Good with goths. Uh, all right. So, anyways. <laughs> anyways, back to. All right. So there is the, the true crime one where they just go through, uh, true crimes that were never solved. Mm. Hence the name BuzzFeed Unsolved. And then they assign supernatural meaning to them. They do a supernatural one. And here's why it's brilliant. Because it's just the two guys and the one guy is like legit ghosts are real. Everything's haunted. The other guy does not believe in ghosts. Mm. One bit. So when they go and investigate sites, he's just like, this is fucking stupid. None of this is real. And the other guy's like, did you hear that? He's like, no. Or, like, that was the wind. Or, look, it was an owl. So it's very well well balanced. Hmm. And he will, like, try to, like, try to get the ghost to do stuff. So he'll just come out swinging with, like, fuck you, ghost, you know. Mm-hmm. Come get me. Come kill me. Come push me off this bridge. Just to kind of anger it. Nothing ever happens. And it's hilarious. Hmm. <laughs> and I... I love it so much. I've laughed so hard. I, I Yeah, I'd watch that. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Because if you watch like Ghost Adventures where uh, fuck that they're guy. all just Did you hear that, bro? Yeah, bro, I totally I saw that. Did dumbest. you see that? That door just closed, bro. Like Ghost Adventures is one of the dumbest shows I've ever watched. I know. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of shitty meatheads that are just like, "Bro, <laughs> Bro, ghosts, bro. <laughs> Come at me, ghost. <laughs> it's yeah. so dumb. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I'm saying watch this one because okay, because of the added skeptic guy that's hilarious. It just It's a very well-balanced show. Mm. And they do like go to places and investigate and tell you the history. So... It, it's informative and hilarious. And they're all streaming on Amazon and Hulu and all that. Nice. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I'd watch that. I'd watch that. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's, 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 that's a very Rachel catch-up. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I surprisingly have been, uh, have been reading a lot of stuff uh, lately, which has been very nice and refreshing. Um, the, the first thing that I read was, um, this graphic novel, Jane, uh, which is by Aline McKenna and Ramon Perez. Um, it's like a modern day reimagining of Jane Eyre type thing, you know, one of those. Uh huh. Hmm. Yeah. But like, did they put like werewolves in it or something? No, no, they didn't. That, so here, here's the thing about it. No zombies. No zombies. It's not very, like, it's not super genre twisty or anything like that. Like, it's, it starts out, I think the first half of it is a very, like, compelling and interesting and, and fairly, like, faithful, uh, you know, modern day interpretation of Jane Eyre. Um, there's a lot of mystery and, like, intrigue, and it's not, like, doing, like, this crazy, you know, genre twist or anything like that. It's, it's you know, like a very kind of real world sort of story. Um and I will say throughout the entire book, the artwork is stunning. Um, it's, I think, the best work that Mar- Ramon Perez has ever done. 
Um, and he uh-huh. does a lot of really, really cool and interesting stuff with um, how the story sort of takes shape and stuff and how our world takes shape. Uh, and so as far as like the looks of it, it is just astonishing and it really kept me turning the pages and, and it was, I think, well written for the first you know quarter to a half. But the second half just kind of like takes this turn out of nowhere and it does start to get a little genre twisty, but not like, you know, werewolves and zombies or anything like that. It's just like it gets weirdly like crime oriented and, uh, you know, like there's Mm. this fucking crazy conspiracy and like and nothing really adds up. And then like the way that it ends kind of infuriated me Uh, Hmm. because I was really hooked on the first like part of it and if if it had had like a more grounded conclusion and especially a character displaying more independence by the end um and common sense uh it would have like it would have left me really satisfied but jane herself just makes like some really fucking stupid decisions right at the end um and i just don't I, i don't understand it and it's I don't know. It's one of those things like I I really recommend this book just because of the artwork. I think for anyone wanting to look at like a really a really great achievement in in sequential art, then I think Jane is a great book to read through. Um but the writing itself, like once once you get past that first half, it's it's rough. Um but it was yeah, I don't so know. So what what makes it change though? I'm curious. There's like this like mafia conspiracy that sort of comes in. Okay. And so then it's like they're on the run from all these people trying to kill them and stuff like that. And I'm like, what the fuck is this doing in Jane Eyre? Huh. Yeah. That sounds weird. Totally. And it like I don't know, it starts off so well and grounded and normal and like you know, almost almost like Royal City, where which I'll talk about in a bit, but like you know, where it's it's very real real world and there are like a couple of little aspects to it that are a little off kilter or whatever, but you know, it's it's overall just a really grounded story about like this girl moving to the city and trying to like, you know, find her life and make her dreams happen. Uh and then it just yeah, toward the end like, you know, and this mysterious rich guy comes in and she like starts being the nanny for his daughter and you know, like the, that whole struggle and the dynamic between her and his daughter and like the, the kind of emotions that she goes through there for a while. Um, I don't know. It, that part is really, really compelling. Uh, but it, as soon as it starts getting into this like weird action movie third act, it's like, what the fuck is any of this doing? I don't understand it. Hmm. But, but yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I definitely recommend, uh, you know, flipping through it, especially like the, in the first part where we're sort of establishing Jane's story. Um, uh, Perez kind of like puts her life together by starting off with like very roughly illustrated, um, you know, like penciled pages that have like a little bit of like watercolor wash to them. And then slowly the art starts to like clean itself up. He starts inking and like the figures are more well rendered. And then little by little pieces of color are kind of added into all these illustrations until it finally, you know, culminates together in like the full picture of her life. Um, and that was a really, mm. really cool thing to see. Uh, that sounds cool. Yeah. It's, again, it's just like the, the artwork itself and the way it's illustrated is absolutely beautiful and stunning. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can't fully recommend it just because I do think that it falls apart right around halfway. Hmm. But yeah. Um, 
the other thing that I read is I, I read the last arc of Royal City, which was the unexpected last arc. Uh, Jeff Lemire, as he came out with the like issue 10, I think, or something like that, just kind of suddenly announced that this was going to be the final arc and that Royal City was going to end with uh, issue 14. Um, and initially he had talked about this being like a, you know, like at least 20 issues and that it would probably be a thing that he comes back to over, you know, over the course of his career and does like another volume here or there. Um, and that plan kind of changed. He kind of, you know, was sort of getting burnt out on it and, and stuff like that. And so in reading through this last arc, um, I think it was still powerful and it was a, it was an okay conclusion to the story that we've been following. Um, but it did also feel really rushed and kind of convenient. And it felt like there were a lot of things that he had planned out, you know, that were going to happen over the course of the next like 10 issues that he then forced oh. into like four issues. You know what I mean? And so it's like, well, now I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah. Cause it's, it's just like, there's a lot of things that happen, you know, that you feel like probably would have gotten more time, uh, in yeah. his original plan, but then it's just like one after the other, after the other. And so it just feels like you can just feel the story just kind of like, trying to get to its conclusion and finish, you know? Um, yeah. And I, you know, I, I still think that that last arc was really good. Um, but it definitely didn't f- quite have the feeling and the, the sort of satisfaction of the first two arcs. Cause I mean, you know, you're, I'm sure you're with me, Rachel, like those first two arcs are like gut punching. Oh yeah. There, yeah. there's so many feelings in those. That- <laughs> yeah. Like it just hurts you to be alive sometimes as you're reading it. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I haven't read any of the last arc, so it's. I, I think it's worth reading, and it, it it brings everything to a a kind of happy conclusion, um, which for me at least was unexpected. I didn't expect this to have a happy ending, <laughs> um, personally. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple of revelations that are made about a, about some characters that especially feel like they came out of nowhere and, and really, I think, emphasize how rushed this last arc was or how compressed it was. Because um, there's one revelation in particular about the dad that feels like it should have had more time and kind of feels like it just comes out of left field. Um, yeah. And I won't say any more than that, but but I don't know. It's I, I still think Royal City overall is a very satisfying story. Um the conclusion less so but but really the the things that he does in that story i think are are pretty awesome and the first two arcs i think are the best comics that i've read in a long time um yeah and so i hope it gets like a big hardcover uh at some point um but yeah finished that and surprised by the happy ending and a little bit let down but overall i think it it you know it it finished pretty well cool yeah i'll, st- I'll still read it because i have to finish it hell yeah <laughs> Um, the other thing I've been reading, which ties into both Jane and Royal City, see how I set this up here, uh, is Jeff Lemire and Ramon Perez's Hawkeye. So it was written by Jeff Lemire and then illustrated by Ramon Perez, who illustrated Jane. Uh, this was the arc that directly followed Matt Fraction's Hawkeye. Um, I've also read that. (laughs) Oh, have you read Jeff Lemire's entire run on it? I think I did the entire one. I read quite a bit of it. I know I talked about it a yeah, long I read a, I read time a bunch ago. Of it too. I don't remember how much though. I think there were like thirteen issues total. I'm I'm not quite done. I think I'm three issues from the end. And it was also hard because they had a like a a new number one in the middle of the story. Um, oh yeah. One no, of those. I think things. I did read the whole thing oh, actually. Sick. So you got to like the future stuff and everything. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now it, it's all coming back. Now. It's all coming back. The <laughs> Mandarin and everything. Um, yeah. It, so I, I, find, I read like the first, like, I think three or four issues as they were coming out. Um, and I liked them, but it was, first off, I, I hadn't really gotten into Jeff Lemire as much yet. Um, and I think it was also hard, you know, Perez was doing his best to kind of like emulate David Aha's style and color palette while also still doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the, th- I think it's like when someone's trying to emulate an artist that came before, it can be tough sometimes because there's always those things that aren't quite the same. Um, and so at the time I was just like, man, like, you know, I don't think Perez is quite up to the, up to the caliber of David Aha, you know, or just didn't feel the same to me at the time. And so I, I ended yeah. up not finishing uh, the arc and just kind of letting it sit. Um, but as I've been reading more and more Jeff Lemire stuff, I was like, well, I should like, should probably go back and revisit that at some point. And then it was, it was reading Jane actually. And, and like just being astonished by the beauty of Ramon Perez's art um, that I was like, okay, fuck, I need to, I need to go back and read Hawkeye. Uh, and so I read through the first, um, the first story arc and now I'm like halfway through the second. Um, and it is, I mean, it is astonishingly beautiful, especially the fact that throughout the series, Perez is illustrating it in three different and distinct styles, you know? Yeah. Like you've got the present day stuff that's like kind of David Aha ish. And then you've got the past stuff, which is full watercolors. And then you've got the future stuff that's like pencils and, you know, like sort of rougher and, and, uh, colored a little bit differently. Um, which is really cool because then it kind of illustrates how, you know, the future is unfinished and, and, you know, not quite set in stone. And so like having it just done with pencil and no inks and still having like a lot of the roughness to it is I think really, um, you know, really, really, uh, synchronicitous if you will. Um, but I, I'm really enjoying it. I, I, I'm, uh, disappointed in myself that I didn't give it more of a chance when it was coming out. Uh, but now I'm kind of like I so I have the hardcover I have the two hardcovers of Fraction and Aha's run and then the hardcover of Lemire's run now. And so now I'm just kind of anticipating and hoping that they do a hardcover collection of Kelly Thompson's Hawkeye run, um, with Kate Bishop and, and uh Leo Romero on art. Um, I've been reading I've been I've been actually reading that one. I read like the first two issues and it was really good. Are you how I mean is do you like Kelly Thompson's run? Do you think it's really good? Yeah, it's pretty good. I I don't remember how many I got in five, six, maybe eight, mm. something like that. Uh, but it is like I I like it quite a bit. It's yeah, funny. and I mean, I, and I really like um, Leo Romero, the artist. He he has kind of this like Chris Somney look to him. Yes, I like the art quite a bit. And Kate Bishop's just such a great character. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Of like uh, any newer Marvel character, I think Bishop is really she's been right. she's been served really well. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um. But yeah, I really want, like, when I'm looking at my shelf, I have, like, these three hardcovers next to each other of Fraction and Lemire's Hawkeye runs, and I keep waiting to buy the trades of Kelly Thompson's run just because I'm really hoping they do a hardcover so I can put it right next to them. <laughs> like, I have, I have a hard time with, like, making sure my shelf matches up with any series. So if I start buying a series in trades, I'm always going to buy it in trades. But if I start with a hardcover, then I'm always going to buy it in hardcover, you know, and it, like, it gets tough because um. then you can't switch. I I don't do that. I just buy whatever is available. I I want I want to <laughs> let myself be able to do that. I, and sometimes it bugs me too because I don't know if you guys have noticed. I I have all of the current volumes of East of West. 
uh, which is funny because I've only read like three issues of it. Um, but volume five of East of West is a little bit out of line with the rest of them. And so like the number, the number five is like a little bit higher than the numbers on all of the other spines. Oh, you know what? East of West's hardcovers. I have book one and book two. Nice. And book two is a little bit bigger than book one. That's so it's, that's frustrating, right? Like it's, it's so fucking frustrating. <laughs> it just doesn't. Well, you I want it think, all I would up. think if you are buying like the hardcover set, they would all match. Yeah, yeah, it's slightly bigger. It's like a quarter inch deeper into the bookshelf, so it sticks oh, out. Oh, that and sucks. And it's and it's like, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe about about a quarter inch taller too. So it's just, that, that's annoying since it's a second one. <laughs> it's the second. Yeah. If it was a first one, yeah. then it could go onto the side, know, and it wouldn't be I'm as annoying. Hundred percent with you there. Yeah. It drives me fucking nuts. <laughs> Well, it's like, it's not like the comic itself changed its size or anything like that. Like, all the trades are still the same. The issues are still the same size, but just the second hardcover is bigger. It's like they got a different printer. It's like, yeah. oh, they like had a better, be- a better like bulk deal on those books. And they were just like, yeah, put it on that one. And it's so, oh, and like you'd think with, with someone like Jonathan Hickman, who has a huge background in design, and like all of his books are very design heavy, and a lot of that comes from him. Uh, yeah. You'd think that that would be like the big thing that he'd be super like anal about i know oh man Oof. <laughs> Oof, it bugs me yeah, so actually I have a couple there's a there's a couple books i have that are like that that are just like just off enough yeah uh, it's so frustrating that's the biggest one that bothers me it actually it does bug me with um elephant men actually weirdly enough with elephant men the uh the height, like the the width of the book, is is the same as any other trade. But the height of the book is like just like a like an eighth of an inch higher than most other trades. <laughs> <laughs> of and it's like the whole Did series you... of Elephant Men is that way. But like, it's weird. I don't think we talked about that. Have you started reading that? I haven't. I have the trade, the first trade, but I haven't started reading yet. Oh, okay. Did you hear? Did you see that they're doing a continuation of it in Comicsology? I did not. Yeah, they're, I, it's a Comicsology original. I mean, I, I'm only like two or three volumes in. But J.J. So, Abrams said like, you must check it out. I know, but I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty far behind there, guys. <laughs> I really like that comic, though. I think that's a very cool comic. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I know Starkings is such a legendary name in comics, and I haven't really read anything of his, so I am looking forward to it's, Elephant Man. And it's such an interesting story of these like animal people that are the lowest rung of society. Mm. It's, pretty, it's pretty cool. I dig it. Um, Lord knows I like animal people. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Matt's, if anyone doesn't know, Matt's a furry. Um, so with Lemire's Hawkeye run... Uh, definitely definitely not a furry. <laughs> Damn it. I was hoping I could just talk right into the next thing. and uh, <laughs> oh, no. I, I can't let that one stand, man. I didn't have enough runway in front of me to, to keep going. No. Um, no, and I mean, design-wise, the thing that does bug me about Lemire's Hawkeye hardcover is that the cover is yellow, but then, like, the spine is white. And so, like, the spine matches up with the uh, the Fraction and AHA stuff, but then the cover itself has, like, this bright yellow to it, and so the, the cover kind of clashes with the other ones, but say la vie. Um, yeah, what are you going to do? Anyway. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> hopefully. Um <laughs> But I'm liking Lemire's run because it's such a really, really cool examination of Clint and Kate's relationship um, and what makes them yeah. tick, what makes them work, what makes them fight, you know, kind of what ends up tearing them apart. Um, 
and then just like an examination also of Clint's past, you know, and, and his relationship with Barney and kind of the way that his life, you know, in the carnival and in the traveling circus, like that sort of shaped him and, and made him who he was and kind of his insecurities. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a really, really good run. And I think that just because it was right on the heels of fractions run, I don't think it necessarily got the, the attention or the credit that it might've deserved. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree. Cause I, I really enjoyed it, but since it was so close to Matt fractions and mm-hmm. his was so good, mm-hmm. I think it was harder for me to initially get into but yeah. Once you start reading it, it's really good. Yeah, totally, it's quite good. Um, and I think I think part of that, like, uh, I think that was kind of um, sort of the same case with like Moon Knight. Um, you know, I think especially when Brian Wood took over, and then when um, uh, Colin Bunn took over from from Warren Ellis and Declan Shalvey, I think that people kind of had a hard time with Moon Knight for a little bit. Um, However, I think it finally got to that point by the time Lemire took over Moon Knight with, with Greg Smallwood, uh, where it was yeah. like enough time had passed where people were willing to give Moon Knight a fresh chance. And that series was freaking amazing. Um, yeah, I loved that. So good. We're like two two weeks away from the Moon Knight hardcover being released of Lemire and Smallwood's run, and I can't freaking wait for it. Um, anyway, uh, so that I, I definitely recommend Lemire's uh, Hawkeye Run, and you can actually find the hardcover um, online for a pretty pretty good price. It's like I think it was like five bucks when I bought it. I bought it used, but um, oh sweet, yeah, it's dope. Um, and then the last thing I read, uh, actually speaking of Moon Knight, uh, the last thing I read was um, I'm about half a little more than halfway through Injection by Warren Ellis and Declan Shalvey and uh, Jordi Belair. Um, Ooh, I, I've read a few issues of that. It's really good. It is. It's it's another one of those series, kind of like East of West, where it's like, I know this is probably a good series, so I was like buying the trades but not reading them, you know? Um, yeah. And so I, I finally decided to give it a read. Uh, and it's really cool, you know? It's, it's basically about like this cast of like kind of scientists where you've got like a Sherlock Holmes and like a John Constantine type analogs and, and a, a few other people who like you know, are like these government agents and like some of the smartest people in the world or whatever. Um, and they, they predict or they see that the future that like humanity is going to kind of stagnate at a certain point that we're going to stop evolving technologically and stop moving forward toward the future. And so they decide to, um, to repair that. And so they, what's called the injection, they inject sort of, uh, like I, I still am, am fuzzy on the details of it, but they basically like inject, like mythology and stories and like stuff from legend into the world to sort of uh, permeate human consciousness and stuff like that and make the future more interesting and more daring. Um, But then years later, the injection is coming back to kind of haunt them and it's creating, you know, monsters and messing with time and messing with reality. And uh, so now they, they kind of have to try and reassemble to sort of try and, stop it you know try and try and um mend this device of their own creation uh and it is really interesting i'm undecided yeah, yet that sounds pretty awesome yeah it's it's really really cool and it, and it kind of picks up on some of the themes that ellis touched on with planetary which was like you know okay. a deep dive into into mythology and american storytelling um yeah and so it, it is really interesting. I've I've always kind of had a bit of a hard time with Declan Shalvey's style, um, and I don't know what it is. And I 
I'm coming around to it, but there's something, I don't know, there's something with his style that, that sometimes um, puts me off, but then other times I'm like, this is beautiful and like one of the coolest things I've ever looked at. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what it is and I'm still trying to figure it out, but it is a really good series. I think there's three volumes out right now. I'm halfway through the second um, and I know they're coming back at some point, but uh, but yeah, it's really interesting. I definitely recommend it. Um, and I think once I'm once I'm done with Injection, I'm going to move on to Trees by Warren Ellis and uh, Jason Howard. Okay, Uh-oh. I did Trees. I've I wanted to read that one for a while. What did you think of Trees, Matt? I didn't particularly care for it. Really? Uh, yeah, this is a while ago too, though. So I don't know. I'd give it a I'd I'd give it another whirl. But I just remember being just really kind of disinterested overall because the premise to me is like yeah that sounds dope yeah but and i remember there was something about it i don't know warren ellis is i've always had a sort of touch and go with warren ellis Mm -hmm. uh yeah sorry i can't give you really more than that because it's been so long since i read it but yeah i mean all i I really remember is just my default was like "Mm, okay and it, it it can be tough with Warren Ellis, too, because I think that one of his sort of um, flares or one of the things that he does very often is he, he'll he kind of just, like, throw you into the world and let you try to kind of figure out what's going on as it goes, you know, and not really give you too much background detail. Um, yeah. Which can be really fun, but then sometimes when you, like, feel like you... When you feel like there's stuff that you're supposed to know, but you don't, you're like, wait, what's, what is happening? Um, but yeah, I guess, like, with trees, it's, like, you know, it, it's, like, set it's like 10 years after a bunch of aliens uh, arrive to earth or like alien like towers uh, arrive on earth and they haven't like moved or like done anything or like even registered the humans there. Um, But you know, it's kind of shows like how, how having just like all these alien towers looming over uh, the world affects humanity in a way. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, it seems really vague to me, but that's, it seems cool. Like the premise seems really interesting, so I figure I should give it yeah. a shot. I mean, I would absolutely say give it a whirl. Yeah, and I know it's yeah. like it was like optioned it. at some point for something. Um, same with Injection. Uh, and there's only yeah. like two volumes out, and so I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll give that a give that a crack. She probably should probably read East of West first, though. You think? It's fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good it is so good i need to pick it back up again uh, i'm Maybe. waiting i'm actually i got halfway through book two and then i stopped and now knowing that it's coming to a conclusion i'm just gonna wait for book three to come out mm. to do the deep dive yeah i mean it's only there's only one more uh one more trade coming out volume nine is the the last volume so exactly crazy i haven't have either yep. of you guys read um volume two of black monday murders not yes, yet. I did. Rachel read it. We talked about it on the show. Oh, yeah, we sorry, talked I about it. I still need to read that. I read the first volume. No, I haven't loved read it. it yet. Oh, it's so good, you guys. You guys! <laughs> read it. Jonathan Hickman, if you're listening, I'm still waiting for Frontier. It's been three years. What happened to Frontier? So mad. just want that story. Um, anyway, uh, uh, we also had a couple of... Um, uh, a little, a little, a couple tweets from Kevin Carey, uh, one of our listeners, asking to see if we uh, uh, we could talk about a couple things. Um, first, he was asking uh, about uh, Tom King's uh, Heroes in Crisis that's coming out from DC. Have you guys seen anything from this or, or looked at it? Uh, no. Nope. 
basically the premise is like it's it's Tom King writing um uh Clay Man on art and Mitch Garrett's also doing um like sort of some backup stories I think. Uh and it's basically that there's like been this secret sort of what they call sanctuary um in the DC universe uh where sort of heroes and villains will go after experiencing extremely traumatic events. Um and so it's like this crisis center and and it's where they go to like be sort of you know take kind of get therapy and and reacclimate themselves and and just sort of recover from from really traumatic events as you know they experience on a regular basis um these heroes and villains you know with these cataclysmic events and the decisions they have to make um but i guess it's like the story is like that in the crisis center uh two people are murdered and so now they have to sort of take this investigation in there and, and figure out the stuff. And it's, you know, Tom King doing a lot of like writing on uh, sort of like PTSD that he's experienced and like panic inducing moments that he's had and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I mean, that's, that's one of the comic, uh, one of the comic events that I'm really looking forward to this year. I mean, obviously Tom King and Clayman and Mitch Garrods are some of my favorite people. Um, yeah. It could end up being, you know, one of the few events in, comics right now that that actually gets me interested nice that actually sounds really cool yeah it's i went when i was at comic-con they had like a a whole thing where like tom king was like on a yacht and like they did like this weird like cult thing just to like promote the um uh the event and and everyone was like wearing these gold masks and stuff because i guess that's what the therapy robots wear and or that's what everyone wears inside the crisis center so everyone looks like this gold-faced white robed like uh they're robots they're not ro- i think there are like robots there because I, I think that the people who care for the people are are robots like there's no actual people that care for them but then all of the okay. all the patients are are you know heroes and villains or whatever that makes more sense because it also seems quite odd that there would be the center available to heroes and villains mm. at the same time yeah and it there's just kind of seems like that would constantly be a mess yeah, you'd think so. And I guess it's like, I don't know, there's a lot of things that go on with it. Like, first off, they, they wear um, these, like, the, the psycho pirate mask or whatever, which it does something with their brain. I can't even remember exactly what it does. But they also, like, you know, it keeps their identity anonymous. And um, there's something there that, like, kind of pacifies them, I think. Uh, okay. But, I, yeah, I, I don't know the full details. And I'm sure it'll it'll be revealed in... Um, uh, in the comic itself but and i guess tom king's been kind of like planting the seeds and building toward it for the last like year and a half and like his batman arc and a little bit of mr miracle um hmm. and so it'll be I interesting did, i did read all of mr miracle oh yeah you're up you're up to date on it yeah i am up to date on it how are you how are you feeling so far i still don't know if i like it <laughs> but i keep reading it <laughs> yeah it's hard i mean the the thing that's going on with his kid and dark side like that's yeah that is crazy um and i mean it's only what like two three issues away from concluding so hopefully it'll all uh it'll all reveal itself here in the next couple issues i i hope so because once <laughs> i like feel like i'm understanding it yeah i stop understanding it and it's it's like all over the place but it's not it's mm-hmm. a really weird comic it is it's i find it really compelling though you know yeah, I mean, I keep reading it. Yeah, so. you got to jump on, Matt. <laughs> Someday. Someday. Um, 
So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, but he's also uh, Kevin Carey also asked um, if we have any thoughts on this uh, Infinity Wars that uh, Marvel's about to do, um, which I think uh, is this will this will highlight how out of the loop I am. I don't even know about it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not super familiar with what's going on with it. Um, I guess it's like written by Jerry Duggan with art by Mike Diodato, Frank Martin, and Corey uh, Pettit. But I, I really don't know what's going on. It's something about. Um, something with Infinity Stones, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean, I know. I, I so I, I I I was reading Duggan's Guardians for a bit. Uh-huh. Yeah, I read that too. And they do. They are. You can tell that they're starting to like lead up to something with Infinity Stones. So that I guess that makes sense. I guess so. But, uh, that's about as far as I know with any of that stuff. <laughs> Um, he's also wondering, so he, he just finished God of War. Uh, he's wondering what, what's, what's your guys, uh, updates on, on God of War? Where are you, where are you both at? Did you both finish? God of War? Oh mm-hmm. yeah. We finished a long Forever time ago. ago. Come on. <laughs> ah. Um, he, did he yeah. go home? He just did said, he, go he just home? said, uh, he's like, I don't expect you guys to report on that, but Matt and Rachel, that ending. Ah. Yeah. Uh, I think he got murdered yeah, while he was typing reals. it. Oh uh, yeah, probably. I yeah, that's totally understandable. Uh, I think we all got murdered. <laughs> but I mean, he needs to go home. Yeah, go go home, Kevin. That's. Uh, I'm assuming that's what he's talking about. That's probably what he's talking about. Yeah, well, that ending. Ah, I mean, he. I both, mean, it, both parts of the end of the game. Bo- yeah, both parts. Uh, there's a novelization now of the game, hmm. and I kind of want to read it. Yeah, I kind of do too. Because I want to. I thought about. I keep thinking about playing the game again, and I was holding that hope that the game plus was going to be any good. And it's just like it's harder, so I'm not going to play it. Yeah, I was really <laughs> disappointed with the new game plus because I thought they were going to add more exploration, more levels, but it's really just here's some more Valkyries that you won't be able to fight, yeah, and exactly. the enemies are harder, and there's more weapons. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's nothing really appealing to me there. No. But I like that story so much. So, I think it'd be fun to get the book, because I think you miss I think you miss a lot of stuff uh-huh. through the game, because a, a lot of the a lot of the progression of the story through the game is just like offhand dialogue as they're traveling. <laughs> yeah, so if you move through levels too fast... Mm-hmm. You're going to miss a lot of the dialogue, especially with Mimir, because he tells stories when you're on the boat. But if you get out of the boat, he stops. I know. So I've definitely just sat in the water listening to him tell stories. I have too. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But I think I'd be cool. So I I think I'm going to check out the book to see if it's because it's such a such a good story. Uh, And I want to I want to just make sure I have the full breadth of the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, without having to dedicate another who knows how long to playing through the game again. <laughs> Although I will at some point because it's a very fun game to play. Yeah, I'll play it again. I, re- I actually kind of started playing it again a while ago. Nice. <laughs> I just love it so much. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I'm getting hyped up for that Spider-Man game next week. Oh, fuck. That that's much. next week, huh? Or sorry, Shit. this week coming up. Shit. It's this week. Oh, it's this Friday. Shit, man. I'm not, you guys. If, if I'm this, sorry. If this podcast comes out this week, we'll see. <laughs> <It'll>... <laughs> the more I see on it, the more I'm like, eh, it looks like Infamous with Spider-Man. And uh-huh, I did not yeah, really uh-huh, enjoy yeah. that game. So, Did you play the old Spider-Man games? 
the old open world Spider Man, Spider Man Two, PS Two yeah, games. Yeah, the PS Two. It's like that, Rachel. Nah. <laughs> Spidey swing around town. Nah, I'm, I'm good. Oh God, I'm so excited. For <laughs> Spidey senses tingling. <laughs> what? Um. Yeah, so that's that's my plan next Friday. Hell yeah! I'm I'm. Uh, there's a lot of fevers that I'm having right now. It's you know I'm, I'm having football fever because football season's about to start. I have an Ozark fever because Ozark just came out. You know, I'm one of those big. I'm a big Zark head, as as all the fans are known, uh, very commonly. Um, uh-huh. You know, I'm, I'm having okay. uh, having having Aquaman fever. Uh, you know, Daredevil fever. Like, there's there's a lot of fevers uh, to be had right now. You know what fever I have? Hmm. The Great British Baking Show just started <laughs> yeah. again Great on British Netflix. <laughs> oh Great British Bake Off fever. <laughs> <laughs> and and one of the new judges is Noel Felding, so oh, shit. I love him so much. He's just <laughs> the best person ever. Um before know. we uh before we wrap up you our You don't know who that is? No. I have no idea who that is, yeah. Did did, <laughs> did you watch the Mighty Boosh? Nope. Oh yeah. He was on the Mighty Boosh. Got he's it. he's old Greg. Got it. Yeah. Uh <laughs> old Greg. I do like old Greg. <laughs> uh I don't have many fevers right now, guys. Just Spider Man. That makes sense. Are you ta- when you say Aquaman, are you talking about the movie? Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I mean, look, I'm, it's not like I'm not crazy stoked based on the trailer, but I still think it's going to be really interesting. Okay. Oh, uh, I was just. Gonna, I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to rip into you about the DC <laughs> love. Look at this Whatever. idiot who's excited for Aquaman. Um, just, I, I just mean, you. no, I was curious about uh, if there had been any more anything else that had come out about it other than that first trailer no nothing yet um okay. although kelly sue DeConnick is writing an aquaman run soon and that'll be fun hmm. oh that'll yeah. be cool um and actually so while we're while we're doing our jeff lemire fan podcast uh he just on twitter announced uh four more books that he's doing okay he's doing Jesus. yeah i know he's always i i hate how prolific he is um, he's doing a, a new book with Mike Diodato, who uh, worked with him on Thanos. Um, he's doing a book with Gabriel Hernandez Walta, who illustrated Vision, and he's doing a book with Matt Kint, who's a writer artist himself. The two have been friends for a long time, uh, and then another one with David Rubin, who's the artist of uh, Black Hammer: The Quantum Age. Um, Jeez. I'm, yeah. Plus, he's also writing and illustrating another book that he hasn't talked about yet but it seems like it's more of like a kind of genre type book so there's that too so that's six more books uh coming in 2019 (laughs) um in addition to ascender uh and he'll probably still be doing the terrifics for dc um he'll probably still be doing black hammer which i guess part of this is probably related to that um and then he'll probably still be doing um uh gideon falls so i mean it's it's like what 10 books you know (laughs) like is he still doing Sentry? Wasn't he doing a Sentry book? Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he is doing Sentry. I'm sure that's a mini series. Like I'm betting that'll be wrapped up by the end of the year. Um, but I've been meaning to read that. I really want to read that. Yeah, I've wanted. Is it to already read out? Too. Yeah, there's. I think there's I three issues think out. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's two uh, or three issues. I, I saw it on Comixology. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to check that out for sure. I think so. I think the Matt Kent book. I think that's he's going to be doing the Liberty Squadron, which is a Black Lemire or uh, Black Lemire Black Hammer uh, <laughs> universe book. Yeah. Um, which wouldn't surprise me. I have no idea what the hell he's doing with Mike Diodato and Gabriel Walta. I hope they're both creator owned. Um, 
And then David Rubin, if it's not the Quantum Age, which I guess is probably wrapping up really soon. Um, or actually, no, sorry, David Rubin didn't do Quantum Age. He did, um, it was either Dr. Star or um, Sherlock Frankenstein. Do you remember, Rachel, which one David Rubin illustrated? I think it was Sherlock Frankenstein. Yep, yep, you're right. I was just looking through it. So, I mean, that feels like it would probably be another Black Hammer book then, right? Probably. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a little behind on Black Hammer. I haven't read um, any of Age of Doom yet. I haven't either. I'm so behind. I love that series, though. Anyway, so good on you, Jeff Lemire, being, you know, just the most fucking prolific person in the world and always wanting to rub it in all our faces. Oh, and he's got another fucking graphic novel coming out, too. From uh, from Simon and Schuster, it's like, and it actually sounds really interesting. It's about a guy trapped in an insane asylum. Um, cool. Yeah, so Rachel will be on board for that. But like, when? Yep. How? 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 I know he wrote a book or he wrote a blog post on how he does it, but I still don't fully understand. It's, it's I think he's like cloned he himself. To well, yeah, he does get paid to do it, and it's like his full time job. But even still, man, he's got to have a clone. Probably, I think he's he's most definitely has a clone. Anyway, so that's that's the the Lemire update. Um, coming soon in the future on the show, we'll have uh, some interviews with Brian Hill, with Zach Kaplan, a um, couple of other people as yet to be named. Uh, so we'll we'll get back on track with interviews and chit chatting and all that stuff, um, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll maintain a, a little bit more regular schedule. But we'll see. Seems like my seems like my summer insanity is coming to an end. So. Yeah. yeah, I think it was just a summer <sighs> issue. It does. Thankfully, it seems like my days are getting a little bit shorter at work. So that's that's nice. We're freak, man. Our show comes out in, let's see, two months? No. Yeah, Damn. like a month and a half. Yeah. I'm excited. Shilling Adventures of comic so much. <laughs> <laughs> watch watch out for The Teenage Witch on uh, on Netflix. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. It's a good time. It's a fun show. I, I, I really like it so far. Um, yeah, there's, 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 there's some things I, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I really, I never have any idea what at all I can say ever any time. <laughs> and so I'm always like, as soon as I start talking about it, I'm like, shit, 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 don't say anything. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> don't want to, don't want to get fired. Um, but no, I, I do think, I do think it's really good. Um, so check out, check out those 10 episodes on Netflix on, on the 26th of October, mark your calendars. And maybe by then we'll have another episode of this podcast. Uh, maybe if we feel like it (laughs) there will there will almost certainly be uh at least uh the interview with brian hill will will almost certainly be out uh a week within a week after this episode so but yeah it's good times good good uh good talking to the to to you the listeners um thank you all for for following us on uh twitter at savage land pod on instagram at savage land podcast rachel has been flying the flag and and keeping uh keeping pretty regular on instagram so i know i at least appreciate that very much uh i try (laughs) (laughs) make sure if you aren't following us on either one of those uh pages make sure you do like i said instagram at savage land podcast and twitter at savage land pod uh you can leave your ratings and reviews you hear that facebook you hear that facebook (laughs) hear that we're ditching you fuck off we haven't posted on yeah, Facebook I don't do in months. Yeah, do anything on there. I haven't so. been on Facebook in months. 
Actually, yeah, we'll, you left, right? Yeah, I did leave. I will probably have to go back on now in the next couple months, though, because there's a lot of film industry uh, job finding that happens on Facebook, and we're we're starting we're we're over the hump on uh, on my time on Sabrina, so I'm already All having right. to kind of look ahead on uh, what my next gig is, but um, so I'll have to get back on Facebook at some point in the next couple months, but. Uh, but yeah, I'm not really on Facebook and we definitely have not posted on Facebook for our page in a long time. So you know what? Fuck you, Facebook. No, nope. fuck you. <laughs> 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 um, but if you have any, uh, any questions or things you want to, you want to hear about or talk about or want us to talk about much like Kevin Carey himself did uh, this week, you can tweet us at Savage Land. Yeah, Pod. ask us some questions. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate uh, ya. You can also uh, leave us a voicemail. 413-SAVAGE-4 is the number. Uh, we do check it, but it's it's not very often used. Maybe people are just shy. They don't want to hear their voices. Or maybe uh, maybe they're like, you know what? Fuck you. That's too much effort. I don't know. <laughs> do you have an aversion? Probably. Do you, Probably that. <laughs> do you have an aversion to calling our number? Tweet us and tell us why. Um, <laughs> Probably because they have anxiety. Probably. <laughs> Oh man, but uh, you know, let us let us know all the things. I'm I'm sure there's a show or movie that I'm forgetting to talk about right now, but we'll we'll touch on it next week. There's a lot of movies coming up soon, and it'll be a good time. So, uh, but uh, for Matt Hockett, Rachel Pedersen, I'm Jason Hammonds, and we hope you've enjoyed your time in the Savage Land. Be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>